everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hey, Todd. Dr. Wignall, how are you? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Yeah. What do we, uh, what do we chat about today? <laughs> I've got a, a, a client or I've had many clients actually that use this kind of um, phrase of, of, I seem to attract X type of person. Mm. Um, this seems to come up, especially in romantic kind of situations where people are, are lamenting their, their choice and their current partner and a past partner. And they're saying, man, it seems like I'm always kinds of in, in romantic relationships with the wrong kind of person. I attract these people. Um, yeah. something you heard before. Oh, so common. Well, we use this in our culture too. Sometimes we just say, I'm always attracting well, narcissists. I've, I've definitely thought about like I, when we, when you brought up this question for, for a topic, my mind instantly went to, I knew this guy in college who <laughs> he sort of had a re- reputation for, he was a great guy. Um, but he would, he, he dated a handful of people over the course of the four years and all of them were this very specific type. All these mm. women he dated mm-hmm. were very insecure, very low confidence, um, mm. very like really like would ask for reassurance all the time. They were, they were great. I mean, I, I really liked them all, but there was mm-hmm. very clearly a type that this guy had, Yeah, but he yeah. wasn't really aware. It was kind of this like, in, like, I don't know, inside outside joke where we all kind of knew it and we had sort of I mean, it had kind of come up, but he didn't really get it. But everyone else was like, oh, yeah, it's like the same. It's like carbon copies of the same person over and over again. He um, was he was the only one unaware that that this type was kind of seemingly. So funny. anyway, that's all to say, like, yeah, this question definitely, I think, resonates. It res- resonates for me. I, I've also heard about this a lot like you. Like, I get this question a lot in therapy. And so I, it, it's a great question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and there, there's all sorts of armchair psychology there about you know, why it seems like that or, or, or what's really happening there. But usually the, 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 the pattern that I see anyway, is that not that, not that people attract a certain type of person, but that when that type of person comes into their orbit, they may not be as good at recognizing it or having good boundaries in that kind mm-hmm. of uh, uh, capacity so that that type of person continues to exist in their orbit. If that yeah. makes any sense. So in other words, so using this example of this guy I knew in college, the idea is less that he is, he's got some sort of gravity that's like attracting these um, insecure women into relationships with him. More, but more, it's that he is, he is actively pursuing this, this type, but doesn't really case, know it. Yeah. In his yeah. case, he might be actively pursuing it. Or um, let's say, sometimes I'll have clients that say, man, um, I, I seem to attract narcissistic kind of people. Yeah. People are really self-interested. And I would say, maybe it's not that you're attracted to them necessarily, but when those people come around, you have a harder time kind of recognizing it early enough and creating boundaries of saying, no, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to treat me like that or no, you're not going to do those. You know, so, so it's not maybe that you're, they're, they're being mm-hmm. attracted or you're, you're some kind of magnet for them. It's more that when they're around, you may not have a great operating um, so system around like a, that. It's like a boundaries problem. Like you're not good at possibly every, everybody yeah. has narcissistic people come into their orbit, right? Right. Some people and most people without knowing it, 
probably have like defense mechanisms for like keeping people like that sort of at arm's reach and not yeah. letting them like into exactly. their orbit in a really intimate way. Not very close. Yeah. You're kind of like, okay, yeah. you're over there and yeah, yeah. I understand. It's still nice to them and civil yeah. or whatever, but like you're not going to become besties or like start dating right. or something like that. Yeah. Right. And that, that sometimes we have even vulnerabilities of our own in our own personality that make, maybe makes those boundaries harder or makes recognizing those personality types harder. But I, I generally kind of disagree with the notion that you attract or some kind of magnet for a specific personality type. Yeah. The other thing could I be a dynamic about- between um, those types, but um, that, that, that kind of idea that you're attracting seems, um, seems odd to me. Yeah. It also makes me think of um, another way to look at this is that any given trait, like let's say narcissism, I attract all these narcissistic people. Well, mm. narcissism is like one side of their personality, but what might be intimately connected with their narcissism is the fact that they're extremely confident. And if, mm. and if you're not very confident, it might initially superficially feel good just to be around someone who is really confident, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So these, these traits that we think of as negative, it's possible that there's just, you know, people aren't negative or positive. They have you know, traits that we like and don't like, right. But being attracted to one facet of that person, someone who's really confident, for instance, right. might mean you're, if you're not careful, you're more at risk for being attracted to someone who also happens to be kind of narcissistic or kind of uh, domineering or like whatever you want to say. Right. Well, and, and, and that this goes both ways so that your personality characteristics and traits might be somewhat desirable for somebody else, hmm. you know, and they might be in, in, in pursuit of, but the idea that you're attracting or somehow magnetically pulling these people into your life, I don't necessarily think that's the way it works. What do you make of this? So it's not that, it's not that you have <laughs> like, it, it's the idea that like, Oh, I, I always attract these like X type of person. Right. What if that's kind of a defense mechanism, like sort of a rationalization for like, no, you go after things that are unhealthy for you, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or like, like a specific example of this is, I, I remember one client who, this guy who always talked about like, yeah, why do I always attract needy women? <laughs> and the mm. thing that's going through my mind is, because you have a massive savior complex. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like you love uh-huh. being the guy who's like in charge and sort of feels like superior, like intellectually and emotionally kind of like superior, superior to people. And so by bringing in really insecure people into your orbit, whether it's romantic or otherwise, it allows you to be in this position of like, I'm the superior one. I'm Mm -hmm. the sophisticated one. I'm the whatever. So it's not actually about other people being attracted to you. It's about you being attracted to that type of person. Yeah. Getting that, that fix you need of saving people or, or being there to rescue or, 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 or whatever that, um, that desire may operate on. Um, I kind of laugh because that's exactly the kind of dynamic that, that I'm describing here, that mm-hmm. these dynamics exist. And, and when they um, come into the presence of each other, they, they do their thing, you know, sometimes and, and being aware of your thing and, and um, possibly your own vulnerabilities. The idea is that it's just, you know, some kind of weird law of attraction, so to speak, <laughs> but there may be specific things that you have um, more control over than you think to, to help yourself out in some of those relationships. Yeah. And I think like a lot of the stuff we talk about, it's, it's not that, that you, if you are a very confident person and you have a little bit of a savior complex, like you like, you like 
helping people who have a hard time being confident say like that makes you feel good. That's not a bad thing necessarily. Mm, right? No, not at all. It, be, it can become a bad thing like anything if you push it to an extreme. And the way it often gets to it, the, the way uh, being helpful to other people turns into a savior complex is you have so much lack of awareness around it that it develops into this kind of huge compulsive thing um, that kind of turns into a monster, right? But so yeah. the key is like, it's not that the thing itself isn't bad. It's, it's your lack of awareness about it um, that becomes problematic, right, right? Over time. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's like any other like, thing in life. Like some people have like a serious sweet tooth, right? They really like sugar. Well, like, I don't like, so what? Like that, that in itself is not a bad thing. The fact is if you're not aware of that, and if you don't build in structures in your life to sort of account for how that can become problematic, well, you, you know, it's, it's going to become an issue, but the thing itself isn't bad. I think that's really important to kind of either in yourself or the, the, the person you're hypothetically attracting to you, the fact that they're, you know, kind of like, they like reassurance seeking. They, re- they look for reassurance all the time. Like that itself isn't necessarily a bad thing, but, it, mm-hmm, but without mm-hmm. self-awareness, right. It can definitely become problematic. Yeah. Or, 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 or say that you um, are, are avoidant conflict that it's really uncomfortable for mm-hmm. you to say no. And, and in, especially in intimate relationships, it feels kind of threatening to say no, you're, you're afraid of hurting and um if that's true, then there, you may develop a lot of relationships with people who, who, um, take advantage of that. <laughs> you yeah. know, they recognize that you're not going to say no, and they'll take advantage of that. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're attracting it, but your awareness of that, that, Hey, I have a hard time saying no in some situations. So, um, it, it, it might be better to learn how to do that, to get better at that. And then I'll have a choice. Over, yeah. over, over whether, you know, I right. agree to something or not. Right. Um, but yeah, I think what, what we're both driving at is that awareness offers you some um, power. Yep. It's empowering to be aware of those, um, those uh, patterns in your relationships and things like that. But again, that idea that you're somehow a magnet pulling these people <laughs> towards you, I don't know that I, I uh, agree with that. But sometimes you hear it described that way. And I wonder um, now, maybe it's because people are just really unaware um, of, of maybe those dynamics sometimes. Or they're like semi-aware. So it's a, it's kind of like an abdication of responsibility, right? You, on some primitive level, you kind of know, like, here's the, like this guy I knew in college, like you're making a choice. He he wasn't completely oblivious, but if he really, (laughs) if he really had to look at this, that would be a, a, uh, that's a lot to sort of like acknowledge and work through probably. So he probably had an inkling that's that like, yeah. this is like pretty messy and sticky and like, nah, no, 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 no. Like, I'm just gonna pretend it's not a thing. And like, no, you guys are crazy. <laughs> like these people are all really different. And like, this isn't a thing I have to work through. So I don't think it's that we're uh-huh. completely, I think usually people aren't completely oblivious to it. They know just enough to know that like, I don't want to deal with this. So, I seem to be in the situation every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's this like, it's not exactly exactly willful ignorance, but it's, it's on that spectrum. It's so you're sort of keeping yourself mm. in the dark a little bit about it as a way of being avoided avoid somehow yeah. something really uncomfortable. Um, like actually working, uh-huh. like opening yourself up to and working through this uncomfortable, um, tendency in yourself. That might be true. And I, and, and I, and I would posit that even some people are just kind of completely unaware of that dynamic or, or how they're, um, 
they're part of that dynamic interfaces with a, another set of characteristics. I think we're always learning that, you know, yeah. when you meet a certain type of person and you can recognize like, Oh, I've come across this kind of thing before. Um, uh, yeah. It makes sense to kind of uh, keep a file on, okay, when I come across this, here's kind of what I'll need to know, yeah. what I'll need to be doing. This person's kind of pushy and they're not afraid of asking for things that they want. You know, and, and so in the face of that, I need to be prepared to say no. Otherwise, I'm going to be constantly appeasing this person, you know, and, yeah. and and being able to learn experientially how to navigate relationships is is important. It makes me think of this. One of my favorite little mantras in my head, psychological mantras, is the idea of am, am I moving towards something? Am I motivated to something because I want that thing or because I feel like I need it? And this really applies to people, I think, in relationships. Like, am I attracted to this person because I really enjoy or value them or, or the experience of being with them? Or is it because they fill in some need I have? There's some pain or, or uncertainty or, or need in me that gets alleviated when they're around. And I don't, I don't think that's bad necessarily, but I think you really got to be careful of that because it very easily leads to... I'm choosing someone, I'm bringing someone into my orbit, not for them, but for me, for selfish reasons. Like it does, I'm using them to alleviate some pain in me. And that's a really rough way to, that's a, not a super stable foundation for a long-term relationship, right? You're yeah. literally using someone, you're getting into a relationship because you're using them to get your emotional needs met. And that's, yeah. that's tricky. Yeah. You gotta be careful of that, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but those motives are yeah yeah I, I yeah so a fun conversation to have with people and, and then in so many nuanced kind of presentations of it um, but sometimes it's really useful to in, encourage people to look at um, maybe why it is they find themselves in relationships with a specific type of person over and over and again and usually they're unhappy about that Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.